Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never. Greetings and welcome to Farther Along. This service is an offering from Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, to assist your daily devotions through a series of meditations on Luther's small catechism. This eight-week series takes a few moments to reflect upon what God has given us to believe, teach, and confess through his humble servant, Martin Luther. 
Today's devotion follows the order of Matins found on page 219 in the Lutheran Service Book. Matins is a traditional morning service that the church has used in daily devotions for centuries. It focuses the mind upon the beginning of the day that the Lord has made. May the word of God that will be shared in this devotion richly bless you through the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father. him is O God of mercy, God of might.
Today's small catechism reading is the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Today's large catechism reading comes to us from the Lord's Prayer, the sixth petition. And lead us not into temptation. We have now heard enough about what toil and labor is needed to keep all that we pray for and to preserve and to persevere. This, however, is not done without weakness and stumbling. Although we have received forgiveness and a good conscience and are entirely acquitted, Yet our life is of such a nature that we stand today and tomorrow we fall. Therefore, even though we are godly now and stand before God with a good conscience, we must pray again that he would not allow us to fall again and yield to trials and temptations. Temptation, however, or as our Saxons in olden times used to call it, Bekorange, is of three kinds, of the flesh, of the world, and of the devil. For we dwell in the flesh and carry the old Adam about our neck. He exerts himself and encourages us daily to unchastity, laziness, gluttony, and drunkenness, greed and deception, to defraud our neighbor and to overcharge him. In short, the old Adam encourages us to have all kinds of evil lust, which cling to us by nature and to which we are moved by the society, the example, and what we hear and see of other people. They often wound and inflame even an innocent heart. Next comes the world, which offends us in word and deed. It drives us to anger and impatience. In short, there is nothing but hatred and envy, hostility, violence and wrong, unfaithfulness, vengeance, cursing, railing, slander, pride and haughtiness, with useless finery, honor, fame, and power. No one is willing to be the least. Everyone desires to sit at the head of the group and to be seen before all. Then comes the devil, pushing and provoking in all directions, but he especially agitates matters that concern the conscience and spiritual affairs. He leads us to despise and disregard both God's word and works. He tears us away from faith, hope, and love, and he brings us into misbelief, false security, and stubbornness. He tears us away from faith, hope, and love, and he brings us into misbelief, false security, and stubbornness. Or, on the other hand, he leads us to despair, denial of God, blasphemy, and innumerable other shocking things. These are snares and nets, indeed, real fiery darts that are shot like poison into the heart, not by flesh and blood, but by the devil. Great and grievous indeed are these dangers and temptations, which every Christian must bear. We bear them even though each one were alone by himself. 
So every hour that we are in this vile life, we are attacked on all sides, chased and hunted down. We are moved to cry out and to pray that God would not allow us to become weary and faint, and to fall again into sin, shame, and unbelief. For otherwise it is impossible to overcome even the least temptation. This, then, is what lead us not into temptation means. It refers to times when God gives us power and strength to resist, to resist the temptation. However, the temptation is not taken away or removed. While we live in the flesh and have the devil around us, no one can escape his temptation and lures. It can only mean that we must endure trials, indeed be engulfed by them. But we say this prayer so that we may not fall and be drowned in them. To feel temptation is, therefore, a far different thing than from consenting or yielding to it. We must all feel it, although not all in the same way. Some feel it in a greater degree and more severely than others. For example, the young especially suffer from the flesh. Afterward, when they meet m Afterward, when they reach middle life and old age, they feel it from the world. But others who are occupied with spiritual matters, that is, strong Christians, feel it from the devil. Such feeling, as long as it is against our will and we would rather be rid of it, can harm no one. For if we did not feel it, it could not be called a temptation. But we consent to it when we give it the reins and do not resist or pray against it. Therefore, we Christians must be armed and daily expect to be constantly attacked. No one may go on in security and carelessly as though the devil were far from us. At all times, we must expect and block his blows. Though I am now chaste, patient, kind, and in firm faith, the devil will this very hour send such an arrow into my heart that I can scarcely stand. For he is an enemy that never stops or becomes tired. So when one temptation stops, there always arises others and fresh ones. So there is no help or comfort except to run here, take hold of the Lord's Prayer, and speak to God from the heart like this. Dear Father, you have asked me to pray. Don't let me fall because of temptations. Then you will see that the temptations must stop and finally confess themselves conquered. If you try to help yourself by your own thoughts and counsel, you will only make the matter worse and give the devil more space. For he has a serpent's head. If it finds an opening into which it can slip, the whole body will follow without stopping. But prayer can prevent him and drive him back. Today's scripture reading comes to us from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 to 26. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Today's commentary on the Scriptures comes to us from St. Augustine's commentary on the Epistle to the Galatians. He put fornication at the head of carnal vices and love at the head of spiritual virtues. 
Anyone who takes pains in the study of divine scripture will be prompted to inquire attentively into the rest. Fornication is love divorced from legitimate wedlock. It roves everywhere in search of an opportunity to fulfill its lust. Yet nothing is so rightly suited for spiritual procreation as the union of the soul with God. The more firmly it adheres, the more blameless it is. Love is what enables it to cleave. Rightly, then, the opposite of fornication is love. It is the sole means by which chastity is preserved. Now impure acts come from all those disturbances produced from the lust to fornicate, to which the joy of tranquility is opposed. And bondage to idolatry is the ultimate fornication of the soul. A most furious war is waged against the gospel and against those who have been reconciled to God. The remnants of fornication, though long lukewarm, can nonetheless still be rekindled. The contrary of this war is the peace by which we are reconciled to God. When the same peace of God is maintained toward humans, the vices of poisonings, enmity, strife, deceit, animosity, and dissension are healed among us, so others among us may be treated with due moderation. Forbearance fights to endure these vices, kindness to assuage them, and goodness to forgive them. Furthermore, faith struggles against heresy, meekness against envy, continence against drunkenness and gluttony. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your
Thank you once again for listening to Farther Along, an outreach of Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You are invited to join us each Sunday at 4201 Regent Avenue North, right off the intersection of Highway 100 and 42nd Avenue. Just look for Jesus blessing the travelers along the highway. Our worship services are 9 a.m. We have Bible classes for all ages starting at 1030. Everyone is welcome to hear the word of God as he seeks to bless you as you journey through this world. The liturgical parts of the service today have been taken from recordings of the Seminary Contori from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Farther along was recorded by Dolly Parton, Emmylou Harris, and Linda Ronstadt. The hymn of the day has been taken from public domain sources and linked to the readings for the day. On behalf of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, I encourage you to be back next time to hear another edition of Farther Along.